What is up, Mets fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Mets Up Podcast. Burning a little bit of the late night oil here. Boys have been here since 2 o'clock. It's now 10.30. It's a long day. Long day for the podcasters. A lot of interviews. DJ Stewart, the GOAT, the King, our guy. DJ Stewart interview coming out on Friday, hopefully for you guys. Uh, and Kodai Senga. Kodai Senga back on the podcast. So keep an eye out for those. Got a lot to talk about here. Pretty good series against the Rangers. Some weird stuff going on in the first two games, but ended it in dramatic fashion with our King, DJ Stewart. We'll talk about everything with you guys going on in Mets world. Make sure you are following us on our social media at MetsUp on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Subscribe to the New York Mets YouTube channel so you can see all the video versions of what we're doing here on the Mets Up podcast, including the interviews coming at you. And if you're listening to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Odyssey, drop us a rating, drop us a review, download and subscribe. James, how are we feeling? Feeling great. We just watched DJ Stewart take over New York City. Our King, the Mets Up bump. Yeah. Is real. It's back. Interviewed DJ Stewart around three o'clock, three thirty. Yeah, and by ten o'clock, he was a full hero. I mean, that's he, how quickly it happens. He was unbelievable today. He's been unbelievable since getting this like consistent playing time. But the the two home runs, the home run late in the game to tie it up, and the walk off hit by pitch. It's just like it's crazy. There was a stat from uh, Mark Simon, who's a uh, Stat Info Solutions, I believe. He's a smart mm-hmm. dude. Knows his numbers. And he said that the Mets have only had this happen one time before in their history. And that was... Player hit two home runs and had a hit by pitch. And that was Carlos Delgado back in 2007 against the San Francisco Giants, whose manager also, weirdly, was Bruce Bochy at the time. So that has now happened twice to him against the Mets, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, and you also forgot DJ Stewart's catch in the, I believe that was the ninth (laughs) inning, crashing into the wall. Unbelievable play. Yeah, amazing. And again, ending with a walk-off hit by pitch. Last time we saw a walk-off hit by pitch... Was the Michael Conforto game in 2021? <laughs> you, you and your dad were at that game. Yeah, we were. Came right back to my apartment yeah. right after. I think you had some, we had some. That might have been the last time I had pizza. Bellucci's. Wow. Yeah. Had some pizza. Some good pizza out there, and uh, just that's a while ago. It's crazy. It was a while ago. That was one of the first ever memes we did from the Messed Up Podcast. Yeah. With, uh, yeah. With Adam Sandler. A little elbow sticking out. Right when the podcast began. Fun times, but just it's kind of you gotta like pull back a little bit to look at this DJ Stewart thing with an objective lens because at the end of the day. This guy has eight home runs and uh, 50, play, 50 at-bats now, or 49, <laughs> because the last one was the play appearance, not that bat yep. hit by pitch. The crowd in City Field was chanting his name. DJ Stewart. After he made that catch, shout out Razor. He played, last night the DJ saved my life over the loudspeaker, <laughs> and it's just, it, it really never stopped. And the game really only could have ended on a crazy play like that from DJ Stewart, and it was kind of beautiful if that's how it did go. I told you. Yeah. When we were, when we were watching the game late, I said, DJ Stewart's got to end this. Like, the <laughs> Mets went down kind of quietly in the ninth inning, and then DJ Stewart comes up in the 10th after uh, intentional walk to Pete Alonso and a fantastic at-bat by Francisco Alvarez, who we know has been struggling a little bit, but huge at-bat against Aroldis Chapman. Told, I looked at you, I was like, this is big for the growth of Francisco Alvarez. Like, showing the patience, showing that the moment's not too big for, you know, himself. To get DJ Stewart to the plate, First pitch, bang, hit by pitch, yeah. walk-off winner. And flip the bat in the air. That was Vito's favorite part of that. Bat. And I, I, I like the Hubba Bubba helmet Yeah, that was a good well. idea. I don't know if he did that himself. Lindor was the first guy out there to greet him at first base, and they chased him just like did Rafael Ortega last Sunday. So Also, two walk-offs for the Mets in a week. Yeah. Very fun. But yeah, they threw the bubble gum all over him, dumped the water at him. DJ Stewart just wore the Hubba Bubba helmet proudly. And I, I also want to talk about what happened in that 10th inning was Jeff Brigham, your boy, Brigham boys. We're back. Got into a little bit of trouble in his second inning of work. I did a great job. Ended up getting out of it completely unscathed, which was great. But there was a play where Pete, there was a chopper hit by Travis Jankowski to Pete Alonso at first base. Charged it, made a really nice play. A great throw to Omar Narvaez at the plate, who then turned to, throwing it back to first, Jeff McNeil covering. And you saw the excitement, the emotion, the just, Jeff Brigham was screaming, pumped. 
Jeff these, McNeil as well. Jeff McNeil, Pete Alonzo, all everybody on the Mets was pumped. And there's like the the narrative that we talked about before. There's a group of Mets fans that want the Mets to tank for a better draft pick. And it's the MLB draft. We've talked about this many times. We won't go into it. But if there was ever a doubt that these guys cared or didn't care, whatever your opinion is. Like, or just still want it. Yeah, or still want it. They. This is a game, relatively speaking, that doesn't mean a whole lot right now to the Mets season in terms of standings or record. But these guys want to win every single game, every single night, no matter how late into the season it goes. And it came after two very frustrating losses to the same Texas Rangers team the last two nights where the game was in the balance late and the Mets weren't able to pull it out. So you could just feel like how badly they wanted to at least get one, like not get swept. There's just... These are professional athletes. This is the peak of competition. There's so much pride that play. There's so these guys, so many guys in the team are also playing for a lot. And you'll hear DJ Stewart talk about that yep. in the interview on Friday that every single game is such a huge deal for these guys who have been on the fringes of rosters for so many years. Like this is the difference between like a, like a life right here. Like whether you're going to get your opportunity again next year, whether you're going to get the opportunity after that, and just showing up and doing everything you can to win every single game means a lot. No, super refreshing because, like you said, it's very easy late in the season to fall into a bit of a funk of just like, ah, the season's over. What are we going to do? But these guys are still playing as hard as they can every single night. And as, as a Mets fan, respect the hell out of that. Yeah. Also, just again, to get into the minutia of baseball for a second, in that double play in the 10th inning, Travis Jankowski kind of ducked out of the way and allowed the double play to happen. And that was something that we've heard now that uh, Gary and Ron were talking a lot about in the broadcast, the fact that Basically, if he didn't do that, like if he made it tough to make that throw, the Rangers do get a run, and we don't know what the outcome of that game winds no. up being. So that was like a really weird play where it's also probably just like a momentary thing. Like I don't want to get hit in the head with a ball, so I'm ducking out of instinct. Totally. But yeah, but like I don't know. There's probably some other baseball players who would quite do the opposite of that instinct. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'll take it. I'll take it anyway. We, we get it. Like that was a very good team win. DJ Stewart, like we said, was the big hero in this game. Daniel Vogel back as well, swinging the bat so so well. We've been talking about the last few episodes, but I think you told me like since the uh, the time off that he had, he has like a 120 WRC plus, 10 home runs and 140 plate appearances. Like he's playing really well. That's the Daniel Vogelback we fully expected this season. Yeah, and it's just disappointing. It took a little while to get there, but still, still doing a lot, doing a lot of damage to the plate very consistently. I'm gonna get those numbers right now quickly because I said that before, but I feel like there might be even a couple more home runs in there. Okay, and the WRC plus is 120 even entering the game. Then you hit a home run. So. Let's see right here. That was... I mean, he just looks good so much more comfortable at the plate, too. He's been aggressive, which is something I think that a lot of Mets fans, and I'm sure he's even happy to do now because it's, it's working. It's working, yeah. the aggressiveness. Completely. Fangraphs is being slow on me. Fangraphs oh, is always being slow. 11 home runs, 124 WRC+, plus, with a 250, 320, 485 triple slash. It's pretty much exactly what we would have probably guessed yeah. if, uh, like for Daniel Vogel back if he came into the season. Yeah, man, that's that's over over a full season. That's like more than a 30 home run pace. Yeah, no, I mean, it was it a was good win. Denny Reyes doing a great job on the mound. Talk about that briefly. Denny Reyes came back after a long stint in the minor leagues where he was stretched all the way out to become a starter. He'd thrown six innings in his last two minor league appearances, and we saw him last time. He was much more of a two-seamer sinker baller. He came out four-seam fastballs and sliders today, mixing in a cutter, and the velocity was down because last time we saw him in the major leagues, it was more of like a one-to-three inning roll. Yeah. This time he got out there for the sixth inning, and you could see him kind of run out of the gas after that fifth and like kind of lose some zip on that fastball, but his slider got five whiffs on eight swings. It looked honestly pretty good doing it. Yeah. Got a lot of sweep on it, a lot of drop on it as well. Looked, looked like a good outing from Denny Reyes and someone that I think flashed like a little bit early in the year, but then probably was just overexposed because of our lack of pitching depth, but... Someone who I think probably gets a chance to do something over these next couple of uh, weeks. Yeah, show, showed us enough to get another shot without a doubt. Yeah, and again, this game, all you got to know is DJ Stewart game. DJ Stewart. This was legendary. Messed up bump. Messed up bump. Twitter was ablaze. Interview coming out on Friday. Possibly autograph ball giveaway coming out when you guys are listening to this on Thursday. So keep an eye on Twitter for that. But 
This was the uh, absolutely the pinnacle of the series. Now to take a little bit of a step back, look at the series as a whole here. Obviously, Mets lost this series, but there was a couple big storylines coming into this one. First off being Max Scherzer back at City Field. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we saw that the Mets fans were not particularly happy to see him booing no. Max Scherzer. You're never going to catch us booing like a player. It's, it's no. You pretty much have to be Chase Utley or Roger Clemens for me to boo you. Like, otherwise... And, and Yarte. Yeah, the Braves. Yeah, the like, Braves. I'll boo the Braves because those guys have no attachment. But, like, for the most part... I mean, Max Scherzer was so awesome to us, so have no ill will towards him. Many times. Awesome to us on accident and awesome to us on purpose. Yes. Which is really great. But with Scherzer coming back, there was a flock of journalists who were ready to get soundbites from Max Scherzer. And there was quite a good article from Tim Britton that really summed up a lot of Scherzer's return on The Athletic. You guys check that out if you're subscribed. But the big question I feel like a lot of people were asking Scherzer was, again, just about waiving no trade clause and two, just about the Mets clubhouse, because that's been a hot-button issue in the relationship with Justin Verlander. And I think Scherzer gave a bit of a tongue-in-cheek answer when asked about Verlander, where he was like, we're better off right now than we've ever been, which I think <laughs> is kind of funny, because right now they're not in the same team, so I thought that was uh, funny. But then he also just com completely reaffirmed everything about the Coens, about the Mets management, about the clubhouse, saying that it was all a great situation here. It just didn't work out. Just the team wasn't winning. Sometimes and that, you lose. Yeah, sometimes you just lose baseball games. That's how it is. And Scherzer said a lot to a lot of other media outlets since. But again, this Tim Burton article really puts a lot together. Everyone was trying to grab a quote from Scherzer. The media storm was a, was a blaze. And you saw similar sentiments shared in the Disha article as well, talking about Pete Alonso, how everybody loves him. He's great in the clubhouse. Yeah. I mean, we've been around him plenty of times, mm -hmm. have only amazing things to say about Pete. He's, he was super nice to us, and he has no reason to be nice to us. And been around people, have been around Pete Alonso, and they also all say amazing things about him. You yeah. guys saw that clip from Daniel Vogelback at spring training talking about how great Pete is, both on the field, off the field, in the clubhouse, with young players, with everybody how much he loves having him around. So definitely check out that Disha article if you're interested in hearing the truth, and she did a great job. And we've told you guys since the beginning, Disha, Tim Britton, like, those are two of the goats <laughs> right there. Yeah. Like, if you want Mets content, like, those two are some of the best there are. 100%. Now to talk about more of the games here. Let's go back to game one. Pitcher's duel, major pitcher's duel. Major pitcher's duel. John Gray, Tyler McGill. Yes. And we got some early home runs from DJ Stewart just continuing that hot streak. Of course. <laughs> yeah, one of the eight home runs, or now it's nine home runs and 50, 50 at-bats, whatever <laughs> it is, to get us on the lead. And Brandon Nimmo had another one. Just keep pushing up his uh, career-high total. I think he's at 19 now. Yeah. 19 now. But, yeah, interesting. Also an interesting article on The Athletic, also from Tim Britton, about Brandon Nimmo's approach at the plate. Your boy. Just, yeah. Yeah, he's a friend. But just about how Brandon Nimmo in his career was always – so just ready to like put his bat on the ball or just like take his pitches and take his walks. But now part of the Mets like hitting philosophy is you kind of just have to wait for that mistake, wait for your pitch. Like sometimes the pitch on the edge, instead of protecting, as long as there's not two strikes, yes. let that one go by and get one you can hit. Cause like there's always the next strike, the next strike, the next strike. There's been a lot 100%. of cool research done about how swing rates affect power output and just player production in general. It gets, it gets pretty interesting. Fangrass had a lot of good stuff about that in the last year, but that article from Nimmo was cool because he is having so much more power than we've ever seen him have, and it's come in bunches. Yes. A lot at the beginning of the year, now a lot in these last few weeks. Talked about trimming the fat in his swing. He talked about his own blast metrics. And we've That's known, interesting. Yeah, we've known going back years, like how upfront Nemo has been about advanced stats and how much he likes David and how much it helps him play. So really cool to hear him talk about that and then see it actually go onto the field. 100%. No, I mean, Nemo's been so great for us every single day. We, we're always big fans of Nemo. We always bang the drum. He's one of the most underrated players in the league. And just yeah. being able to develop that power now and add that to his arsenal makes him even better. I also, it's funny because I, I wrote this outline this morning. I was looking I, at yeah, this. Yeah, and I see the DJ Stewart stats and it looks stupid now. Oh, 1,000 OPS. That's much higher now. <laughs> Six home runs. He has more than that. 172 WRC plus in August. It's way higher now. It's probably one of the top three in all of baseball. It's ridiculous how good this guy is. No, he's been, he's been so great. DJ Stewart, the king. 
Okay, Demetrius Jerome. And something else cool that happened in game one was another step in the right direction for Tyler McGill, yep. who's had his best string of starts in years. Yeah. During, during August, since he came back from AAA. I was about to say, like, pretty much since since the injury last year, you've seen spurts of Ty, Ty Lore. You've seen little little specks of, like, oh, he's yeah. coming back, he's coming back. But this one, I think, solidified, like, okay, he's feeling healthy, he's feeling good. Whatever changes were made at AAA, they're sticking now. Because this was probably the best start of his season, right? Probably. It was the fourth time this year he completed six innings, and he went six innings, only gave one run to the vaunted Rangers lineup, five hits, one walk, eight strikeouts. Those eight strikeouts were a season high with either tying or just one inning behind the season high for innings. And his velocity was up again. Something we've been telling you guys about a lot on this show. His fastball averaged 95.8 miles an hour. And now that's every single start since he's returned from AAA. His fastball's been at least 95.5 miles an hour. And his fastest pitch of the night was 98.2 miles an hour. That was his third fastest pitch of the season. Wow. And I keep updating this stat every single time <laughs> I talk to you guys. But now 30 of his 32 fastest pitches this season have come since he was called back to the major leagues. Yeah, I mean, those first five innings, cruising. Absolutely right cruising. Got to the six, got a little dicey, but even just being able to get through that, and this is something we have talked about with Tyler in the past, like some, he's got some dog. He's yeah, got no. some dog for sure. He's been able to get out of difficult situations, get out of trouble, and he did it again in the sixth inning. Stuff that's just so huge for the development of a pitcher like Tyler McGill, who, I mean, he made that opening day start, and before that he had pretty little experience even pitching professionally. Yeah, 2021 season, that was like a real moment in time, you know, for Tyler McGill. But something that's always been so important for Tyler McGill is velocity. How important velocity is. He's a fastball forward guy. It's about two-thirds of the pitches he throws. It was that way again on Monday night. And for this season, when he throws his fastballs at 96 miles an hour or above, hitters have an expected WOBA of 295. It's well below the league average. When he throws his fastball less than 96 miles an hour, hitters have an expected WOBA of 466. Dang. That's well above the league average, and that's well above the league average just on fastballs that aren't 96 miles an hour or greater. That's about yeah. 400, just a hair below. So you could just tell how important that is. And in those fifth and sixth innings, when that game got dicey for Tyler McGill, the Rangers had five of their nine hard-hit balls just then, including four of the five hardest they hit, besides one that Corey Seager hit in the first inning because he's just... Because he's one of the yeah, best no, hitters on the planet. He's a man among boys this he's season. So good. What he's doing is ridiculous. And he threw only one fastball above 96 miles an hour in those fifth and sixth innings, and it was to strike out Robbie Grossman to end that sixth with two men on. No, huge. So that comes to what you're talking about, where him being a little bit of a dog, him knowing when he has to rear back and get yep. that last pitch. And that was the last pitch he threw in the game, and it was the hardest he'd thrown in two innings. But that is just, that's going to be the key for Tyler McGill, whether or not he can hang on and really be a true major league starting pitcher. It's how he can maneuver that velocity, maintain that velocity, and get his out with it. Yeah, now, of course, you guys saw the game. The bullpen ended up giving this one up for us, which is unfortunate. I mean, it's going to happen. Yeah. Brooks Raley, rough outing. But I will say, the lefties that he did have to go up against, some of the better hitting lefties in the league. It's yeah. not like this is uh, Guillermo Heredia. No, definitely. And then Trevor Gott wound up blowing in the night. This was probably the most upset I'd been for a game in like over a month. Yeah. Like some of the, the bad emotions came back it hurt. in the first half of the season. Yeah, I was, I was really upset about this one. I was angry. Yeah, I mean, listen, like it, it comes and goes. comes and goes for sure. But this one, this one hurt because the Mets played like a good game and Tyler McGill pitched so well. And the Rangers are, are a good ball club. So... To be able to put together like nine innings of good baseball to beat a team that's competing for a playoff spot. I mean, I like the Rangers, but I'd love to spoil their season. You know, it's fun. And you did feel like, again, this series bittersweet, but there was every single game was completely winnable. And Super. It'd be really fun to spoil like a playoff run for a team like this, especially just like that little bit of like craziness inside of you where like we traded them something <laughs> and got prospects back and then we can spoil their season. Like we can do something and knock them out of the playoffs. That would be nice. Yeah, like that's that like really evil thing that you want to have as a spoiler at the We're end Mets of the season. Fans. Yeah. We're Mets fans. Like I want to ruin somebody's day. Yeah. And we could have done that. We did a little bit of that on um 
on Wednesday, and one of my buddies works for the Astros was texting me like LFGM, like. Super, <gasps> super. Oh my god! I didn't even realize that's why he was texting you. Yeah, of course. Oh, that just clicked with me. No, yeah, they're trying to. That was a brain blast. Yeah, they're they're trying to get a playoff <laughs> they're spot competing. right now. Competing. He was yeah. really rooting for. He's us. like, let's go. He really wants the Mets to win. Thought he was just rooting for it because we're met. We, we, oh, we do no. the podcast. It wasn't and just being nice. It's not just true altruism. <laughs> it was like I wanted to get some spots. He does listen to the show, so he's gonna hear this. Like, shout you, Alaru. What's up, Mike? That was it. Yep. Game two. Bats went cold. Bats, yes. bats yeah. went cold. There just wasn't a lot of offense. Me and James were at the game for this one. Mm-hmm. You had your entire family yeah, here, I had, felt like. I had a lot of little cousins. Shout out Joseph, Anthony, Andrew, Taylor, Joseph's girlfriend. A lot, a great great time at the ballpark. Shout out John, bringing him back to the control room. John, I, was, really. I was a terrible tour guide. No, no, I mean, it was, you were busy, but it, I think they were just like really shocked to see it. Like they love the fact that like they were shocked you, to see John too. Yeah, they were like, "Who's that?" But they were like, just the fact you could like see something be done and then watch it go on the scoreboard. They were like enamored by it, and they're all like pretty techie because they're young. They just when I say techie, they just play a lot of video games, like make a lot of TikToks. My one little cousin, he uh, I told Mark this a couple of months ago, but he just as a joke, he's twelve. He made like a BT, hate BTS TikTok. It got like <laughs> it got to a quarter million followers in like less than two months. And then it was suspended off TikTok. What's the biggest <laughs> lingo right now for like a sauce a word that they're throwing? Sauce is a word. Sauce is a big one. Um, I hear I heard capping a lot yesterday. Yeah, yeah. a lot of capping cap. was a lot. On God, I heard a lot. What, what, what was oh, your yeah, cousin yeah. that was like seventeen? What was his yeah, name? Yeah, Anthony. Anthony. Tony. Sure. Tony. No, just Anthony. Just, okay. Anthony. I'm Jonathan, not John. So yeah, know. that's true, Jonathan. Anthony like really made me feel old for the first time in my life. No, yeah, being in the car with him, like driving from Jersey to City Field, like him being on the aux cord. I was like, this is crazy. Like, like him, like doing ad libs to rap songs in the front seat. I was like, what's going on? He right told now? us he wanted to take a pick. He no, could take a flick. He said, so he could get some clout. I think he said, no, let's flick up. Let's I flick up. Some clout. Let's yeah. flick up. He said, yeah. let's flick up. Yeah. You you feel probably super old being like seventy. Or well, I'm trying to yeah. learn now. I'm trying to like bring myself back down. Yeah. You know, so like that's why I ask. Like, I mean, John, why? you are very young at heart. Oh, what'd your sister say about me on Sunday? <laughs> she said she couldn't believe you were in your 30s and had a kid. It's, it's like 1130. <laughs> These guys are talking in the group chat. I'm already asleep. I'm doing nothing at all. Bothering nobody. So background, James' family is here. Mom, dad, Julia. We had a nice conversation. I thought we had a great conversation. No, you did. That was the, the point. And then yeah. I wake up on Monday morning. She's 23. <laughs> I wake up on Monday morning. I'm waking up peaceful, kind of well rested. Kind of. And I'm catching strays out of nowhere. Well, I wouldn't really say strays. Say yeah, it wasn't much of a head on, say head on shots. It's all it's all things you've heard before. Yeah, like Vito, Vito says James did. Uh, did Julia fall for? Like, I don't. Yeah, I, yeah. Said, I don't did even you, know. I asked if she fell for your nice guy. Hey, I'm just trying to have a nice conversation. After the <laughs> Which I was. That's it. John is. If there's anything, John is. He's a nice guy. Nice guy. Correct. Nice guy. Actually, I'll never slander John there. No. I'm going to say, uh, my fiance is convinced John doesn't like her because anytime she comes into the control room, he gets weird. <laughs> like, all, my, all my cousins said the same thing about John. They were really disappointed in him. <laughs> I was a bad tour guy. No, I'm joking. No, I mean, it was, was just like to see it. They also, we went back and saw um, Colin after that PA guy, and it was just so funny. They were like, wow, he's talking to Mike, and that goes into the stadium. I was like, yeah. I mean, think about like when we first started doing the podcast here and just like seeing all the behind the scenes stuff that we get to see and just like existing in the same. I think even today I told you, I was like, can you believe we're just walking around here? Yeah. Like <laughs> it's it's a very surreal experience, I think, like from the outside perspective. No, yeah, because when you come to these games, everything is like kind of mystical. Like there's someone talking over there. There's things on the scoreboard over there. And people, everything's people in are playing games in between innings. There's music playing. I don't know how it's playing. And now seeing how all of those things actually how happen. How the sausage is made. Yeah, this, it is like shocking. It is very surreal. Turkey sausage. Ugh. Pork sausage. That's yeah. Turkey sausage? That's crazy. James, Dude, were, those, were those your uncle's kids? Those were, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's a different side of my family. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> let me guess, let me guess. 
<laughs> Mom side. Yes. How did I know? Well, because I just said it was the other side, and that was my dad's brother. We all yeah, know. I it. didn't know that. No, we okay. all know all right. the one that he shouldn't talk to. Yeah, yeah. No, they're 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 salt of the earth. They're too good of guys. They're great people. They're great people. I've There's met so them right at the barbecue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much fun to talk ball with. I mean, also like, because one of them just such an encyclopedia. Like he's been going to Mets games since like the '60s. John's got to meet him. That's John's future. Yeah, that is John's <laughs> that future. That is John. Yeah. John would love to meet now. It is John's present because he'll because he'll say John's on the podcast. Johnny stats. (laughs) Here's another funny thing that happened yesterday at the game. So the my dad was just fraternizing with security guards. I think he also got tired of hanging out with like 19, 17 year olds. It's a lot. So my dad's talking to one security guards down in left field, and he gives my dad a trivia question. And I want to give it to you guys too right now. Hmm. The only two pitchers in Major League history to have at least 350 wins and not win a Cy Young. I think Uh, Nolan Ryan. Yep, that'd be my guess. Nolan Ryan did not have 350 wins. Okay, I mean, but this that's is a lot part, of wins. But this is part of the story. Oh, oh I can guess one. Cy Young. That's one. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the award wasn't around back then, well, that, right? That's Christy why Matthewson. A, that's two. Cash. Nice. Trick question. But what happened was security guard didn't say Christy Matthewson. He said Nolan Ryan and Cy Young. But my dad was like, I don't, I don't think Nolan Ryan had 350 wins. And the guy yeah. wouldn't budge. And <laughs> once we got in the car afterwards, he's like, Nolan Ryan didn't have 350 wins. I looked it up. He was like, no way. He was like, I knew it. How many did he have? 324. It's a lot still. It's still a lot. He also, he was only an eight-time All-Star, and they were scattered across over 15 years. Interesting. Isn't that really weird for I someone mean, who's considered one of the best like pitchers in baseball? He also like had the weird thing going on though when he played that he he walked so many guys yeah. that like that used to get. I mean, imagine how angry the the old heads, as we say on the podcast, get now. Imagine walking a guy like in the in the 80s. Well, no, he he did walk a lot. of guys. I know, but just imagine walking guys in the 80s. He he has the record for the most hits per nine innings. Nolan Ryan. 6.6. Lowest. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't Cy Young have the most walks issued ever or something Well, like he's that? pitched by far the most innings. And Nolan, yeah. Nolan Ryan, for his career, <laughs> was a 4.7 walks per nine. That's a lot. That's a lot of but walks. But he would pitch nine innings every game. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah, he also has the most walks given up in the history of baseball. One year, 1977, a year he actually came in third for the Cy Young and 24th in the MVP. He walked 204 batters and struck out 341. Shout out Nolan Ryan. Yeah, is shout he, out Nolan Is Ryan. he part of the Rangers or Astros now? Uh... I think he's part of the Astros. He was a part of the Rangers for a while. Then yes. he and Tommy Hunter, CJ Wilson, all those guys. Yeah, he told him to pitch as much as you want because he doesn't believe in the pitch counts. And they I mean, got, they, they had a successful hurt. little run. Yeah, they did. Almost won a World Series. But back to the game. Yeah, back to the game. That's, the talk, that's enough talk about my my family. Jose Quintana. Yes, another good start. Just a good pitcher. Six innings, three hits, no earned. Scattered a bunch of base runners. Always in control. Cool adjustment that he made. His curveball has been a very big pitch for him, not just this year, but his entire career. And the Rangers didn't swing at one curveball. Didn't really? swing at any. No swings to the curveballs. <laughs> and then he totally opted out of that and was throwing four seamers and changeups. Completely switched up his repertoire. I usually, mean, good. You, yeah, because usually you can throw that sinker and the curveball kind of works off the sinker because one drops and one drops a lot more. But yeah, saw it, went through it. And he's gone at least five in every single start and at least six in every start except for two. Yeah, I mean, he's been really, really solid. Should we say it again just one more time? Yeah, just say it. Yeah, I mean, wow. <laughs> Imagine where we could have been if we had him all year. And May would have been different. <laughs> oh, May would have looked a lot different. And then the only run came on a Vientos home run. Yes. I did not get to see it. I had a fantasy football draft yeah. to run to. Mark bailed early. I bailed early. I was I was one of those guys. Nine o'clock fantasy football draft. You know, you got sometimes you got to hang out with the boys and make some picks. Bend. But I will say, got a little rant here about the the drive. What's it called? Drive share. The uh, yeah ride, ride, share. ride share. The ride, the ride share. share situation was that. It was like nine o'clock, basically, when I called my whatever was going to pick me up, and I'm standing outside by the by the spot that they have designated for the rideshare, and there was at least fifteen drivers standing outside of their car smoking cigarettes, and you could hear the bing, bing, bing going off for requests. 
deny, 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 deny. I didn't get out of here until the actual game ended because someone was like, oh, I'll pick you up now. Yeah. But they, no one would pick you up. I sat out there for 35 minutes. I wasn't the only person. There was like 20, 30 other people waiting for someone to accept their ride. Just, you know, I, I understand. Get your money, get your bread. I'm all about it. Game is the money. game. Game is the game. But I would have appreciated if someone was showed a little more urgency, a little go-getter. Yeah. And again, now back to the game. That home run from Vientos came off in a roll as Chapman Singer, 100 miles an hour, 100.8, actually, exactly. And this is a stat per John and nobody else before him. John tweeted it in the morning. So no I, one uh, got to it before John. I, I found out after. I, I really didn't know that anyone else. No, of course. Tweeted. No one would have tweeted that the eight hours before. Did you tweet it? No. So many people tweeted it. Sarah <laughs> Langs tweeted it. <laughs> okay. A lot of people tweeted it. Hardest home run a Mets hit. I don't know. A home, hardest pitch a home run. Hardest pitch a Mets hit home run off of the Statcast era per John and nobody else. Our Johnny stats. I'm giving, it, I'm giving credit to We're John. We're giving it to John. I went home last night and I was like, that was a that was a fast pitchy homer. Because what happened was the home run was hit. Yeah. And then like I think it was two pitches later, game ended. Game ended. Yeah. Yeah. Over. Yeah. And, like that. and the ending that like that was like three pitches before it. Yeah. So I got home, decompressing, and I was like, that was a fast pitch. And then Vito and I recorded Future of Flushing and I went to sleep. And I woke up, I was like, oh, I should actually look into that. And I was like, wow. And I saw it was the fastest, and I was like, gotta tweet it. Because got you know what? It. I was gonna text these guys. And then I was like, oh, but if I do that, then Mark's just going to tweet of it. Of course. Yeah, the Mark Singel engagement. Not, that's not in my repertoire of that's stealing, not Mark though. That's, that's too many numbers. Too many Is numbers. It? Yeah. Like, I, I got to do something that's like, I don't know, a little more catchy. I just got to be quicker. I, you know. Well, hey. you also, you're, you're kind of working. Well, Vito told me something recently because I had a thought. Something? Oh, yeah. We were talking about like, you know, it would be a fun YouTube content series when Vito went to France. I was like, if you let someone book your travel for you and you have no idea where you're going and you just pack oh. randomly and then you show up and you find out and you go. That's super a thing. That's on And YouTube. then Vito was like, John, that's a, that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, I'm not original. And Vito said, no. If you didn't realize that that was already a that's thing, original. Like you had no idea, it's original. Yeah. Original thought. I for swear sure. I didn't actually see anyone else tweet it. And then after I was like, oh. Yeah, I'm I got like one, I got one more question for people. I love that you're decompressing from work is going home and thinking about more baseball. I respect that. That's yeah, a baseball, just that's a baseball on the guy. Couch right there. As opposed to in the control room. <laughs> it's or a baseball guy. It's, it is very hard to focus in that control room. If you guys remember, we did a lot of podcasts in there last year, and yeah. it is the most screens per square foot I've ever I think seen in my more. life. Yeah, it's a lot. So, this is especially John's in, in that blue light all night long. You decompress with a smaller blue light. It's probably nice. Blue light glasses? Yes or no? No. Contacts, John. baby. Uh. You blue light contacts? No, I'm just, oh, just, just regular just contacts. contacts. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. No, yeah. John, John, won't put, John won't put on his glasses. We've seen John's glasses like three times ever. That's true. Yeah. No, last year when you guys first met me, I was glasses all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah but that was very change, change after that once you went Hollywood on us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I do actually have other some other cool numbers about that Vientos home run. We have talked a lot about in this show about how a big hole for Vientos has been facing velocity. Mm -hmm. Saw that going back from the minor leagues. And he's actually performed... Pretty well against velocity so far in the major leagues. Sample's incredibly small. He's only seen 25 pitches at 97 miles an hour or harder. He's only had five swings and misses and 14 total swings. So that whip rate's pretty high. The swing strike rate's also pretty high. But he's watched seven balls go past him, and he has three extra base hits, including two home runs, and a double off of Felix Bautista. Yeah, which, I mean, I guess I guess maybe he's adjusting to the velo well. Yeah, so maybe it's just like you find your pitch, you do damage, you come to his company, you take a hack at it, and... I mean, Vientos, he hit a lot of hard hit balls this series. A lot of hard hit balls. He's someone that's going to be his path. That's going to be what it is. But the other thing that Vientos is doing, just, you know, play devil's advocate going on the other side, it's really felt like a lot of his at-bats, you just kind of blink and all of a sudden it's 0-1, 0-2. And you're like, oh, maybe that's feel like I'm just thinking that. Maybe it's just I feel like that's worse. But it actually has happened a lot this year. He's been behind in the count heading into Wednesday's game. I grabbed these stats Wednesday morning. 37% of the time. He's been behind in the count. The league average is 29%. Okay. So that's pretty pretty well above league average. And he's gone 0-2 
as of Wednesday morning in 20 of his 138 at-bats. That's 14.5%, and the league average is 10.6%. So he definitely is falling behind more often. I think that is because pitchers probably are attacking with those fastballs because that is something that you can get an early strike on. So something to keep an eye on for Vientos. He still has the great power. The approach still needs some work, but a lot to work with here. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's a, it's a game of patience. It's a practice of patience. Game of patience. Talk about it with the prospects all the time. Not everyone, everyone's going to be an overnight Juan Soto. No, of course not. I mean, a guy like DJ Stewart, he's 29 years old. He had a huge breakout season in 2020, didn't get many chances in between then, and now he's having one of the best months of anybody in Major League Baseball. Let's go, DJ. DJ Stewart. Our guy. Dimitri Strom. Dimitri Strom. The interview was great. It's got, awesome. Yeah, some crazy stories about DJ as a high schooler, one of the most accomplished high school athletes ever. Yeah, we'll, say, we'll save the yeah, details. just telling you guys that. Some cool, just, cool teammates in college, just keep an eye on for it. Which uh, I think believe leads us to the estimate. Yes. John. I, what was our last estimate? It was uh, total hits with risk during the series, and I totally dropped the ball. Okay. And didn't, and didn't look into it yet. So let me ask you: Was uh, was Jameis Winston at Florida State when uh, DJ was there? Well, it's a teaser. Maybe a teaser. we're not going to give you the answer. Because he played baseball. You're going to have to. You're, you're going to have to listen. Listen, listen to the interview. Ah, I like that. We, we know you don't listen, you'll get, but you'll get my yeah, listen. no. We know John <laughs> you guys never say, listens. You guys say like mango. See if I actually listen. Wow. Yeah, we do. Remember that time? Yeah. No, we say kumquat. So come, we've said mango. It was mango. Before. We have said mango. It was mango. Yeah. Oh, John doesn't that. realize that you've done that a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah a lot of times. Like almost every episode that is uh, on Zoom. Yeah, we do a word. Or Streamyard. Streamyard, baby. Yeah, every Streamyard episode. Yeah, come on. It's a, it's it's a botch. No what are we ads. boomers? We got. <laughs> if you can, are you guys capping? Bleep that. What? Okay. Are you guys capping right now? It's too old. Oh John. God. John, you have serious riz. Oh yeah, Riz is a big one, John. <laughs> John, yeah, John does. Yes. John does. John's Johnny little, Riz. John's a little too Johnny Riz. John, when my sister first met you that month ago, uh-huh. she thought that you were younger than us. <laughs> no, she didn't. Well, you know what? That's a compliment, a, though. I, I think, think. It's a compliment. Yeah, it means it like I'm not aging terribly. Yeah, no. You and and you're, you're, you got a young soul. She was like, "What is he like? 24? Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Look at it. Look how happy. Look at that smile." He's Thank red. you, Julia. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's wild. He can't oh, wipe it off funny. his face. We're going to do something a little different with the estimate this series because originally it was going to be about Julio Rodriguez, but now he is questionable to use a football term because football's around the corner. Well, so two-parter. We're going to double up. Two for for the people. First, let's reveal the last one. Yes. There were seven total hits with risp. Not a lot in the series. So I don't remember. I think I had 11 my, and you had 12. Yeah, that, that is the okay. case. And the Mets uh, lost the series. I did have 12 and the Mets yeah. lost the series. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. It's not yeah, me. Dang. Things, bad things happen when I win. So you just tie it back up. Yeah. All right. So we're going with a two-parter here. And there's some there's some uh, numbers to back this up. First split of the all, board. Julio Rodriguez doing insane things. Yeah. He's a good baseball player. I mean, since August 4th, he's literally almost hitting 500. He's hitting 473. It's kind of gross. I saw a stat that he had gone from, I think, 23rd in the American League and hits to first yeah, in under most. four weeks. <laughs> he also collected his first career four-hit game right here at City Field. Hmm. It was also the day of Rangers-Penguins Game 7 2022. There it is. Oh. That's um, how you knew it. Yeah. But that's actually a date where Sunday. if you look back, Julio struggled for his first, like, 30-plus games in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. And that Sunday, I know Robbie Ray pitched for Seattle. I don't remember who pitched for the Mets. But that was kind of the day where it really clicked for Julio on his way to the Rookie of the Year I award. it was Taiwan. It might have been. It might have yeah. been. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But that was anyway, the day after your so. Mazika game. Yes. So, wow, Mazika game. Oh. Yeah. Take a deep breath. You blink twice, you forget. (laughs) So we are going to go, uh, first of all, we're going to go with total hits by Julio. And, uh, you know, I think he'll play, and we want to see him play. Great player. Really fun to have him here. But also, one for the listeners at home, and one for Mark and James as well. We are going to go for a chance at a signed DJ Stewart baseball. 
the best DJ in New York baseball history as far as I'm concerned. Oh, best DJ in New York without a doubt. The DJ saved my life. There's no, there's no better DJ. I think Lil Wayne's Go DJ song is the one to, to go with in the big situations. Oh, no. Last night, the DJ. Shout out DJ Khaled. Yeah. And DJ Razor. And, and DJ Razor. They talk about the best in the biz. All right. So That's now, my best. What, so what's the DJ Stewart estimate, John? The DJ Stewart estimate. And listeners, drop your answers right underneath this tweet, not the YouTube comments. Say other things on the YouTube comments, but not your answers. Drop them right underneath this tweet. We want to know, what will the hardest hit ball by DJ Stewart in this series, Mets Mariners, be? And then we had total hits for J-Rod. Oh, yeah, total, total hits for, for J-Rod. J-Rod. Right. So uh, you guys will answer both. Listeners, for your chance at the DJ Stewart ball that Mark and James got today, have a fresh ballpoint pen, right? Has to be. Always. Uh, Always. Always. Question, John. Yes. If Julio Rodriguez gets zero at-bats, is that, is that one null and void? Ah, the old Alexis Diaz. Yeah. There's precedent for that. There is, yes. Um, the if he has no at-bats, we will make it no null and void. No plate appearances. No plate appearances. No plate appearances. Okay. It has to be null and void. Okay. And then after this, James and I, we have some business to discuss. We do, yeah. We'll talk about the end. I, also, we're going to do something funny with that, too. Yeah. All right. I've got my J-Rod guest. Do you have your DJ Stewart guest? I got both. Let me... Uh, James just, has a split screen. I can see his answer. Oh, yeah, I, I split it. my screen as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna check up on one more thing. Shout out, uh, okay. shout out Halo days. Nothing nothing like playing a little Halo. Oh, I was never a Halo guy. What? That's, 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 that makes a lot of sense. I wasn't either. I had, a, I had a PlayStation. You forever. were on the box, bro. I had a PS. <laughs> I had a. I had a PS One, a PS Two. Dude, I was having LAN parties back in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. We were having a Fiesta. I Man, switched to I switched to the old. box. I got 360. That was my first box. Wait, did LAN party sound old? That sounded really old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's getting dated this episode. All right, All right you yeah. guys want to flick up? Yeah, let's All flick right, up. Let's flick up. By the way, <laughs> when I hear that, that I'm like a big lighter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, not what that means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a that's a crazy one. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. All right, bang. Mm. What do you got for J. Rod James? I have four hits for Julio Rodriguez. I went one. Wow. Mm. I went okay. one for J Rod. Mm. Okay. And for DJ Both Stewart, I went 102.9. Went 106.9. Whoa. Always sneaking that in there. Nice. I was, I was 107.1. I changed it just wow. now. Wow. Man, we're always on it. It's good. It's good. Let's yeah. find out. I hope Boys are mean, close. I hope I'm right with J Rod and DJ. You should, everyone should hope I'm right. Yeah. Big series. When you're mess. right, the Mets lose. <sighs> I know. It's just catch 22. Five series in a row now where it's gone with our estimates. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. It's on me. I'll just, I gotta get worse. And how's yeah. the DJ Stewart ball work again? Yes. So if you're on Twitter, seeing this clip, comment the top exit velo from DJ Stewart in the Mariner series. Whoever is the closest and whoever tweets it to us first with that number will get a signed DJ Stewart ball time given stamp. to them. Timestamp counts. Yeah, timestamp time counts. counts. We're going not off on YouTube. Not on not YouTube. 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 Twitter. Twitter only. Tell YouTube. me I look 24 on YouTube, but don't put your exit velo there. This. Yes. Yes. Below. Down. Below but not this. on YouTube. Not on YouTube. <laughs> Twitter. That's where we're looking for it. Thank you, guys. Big facts. Big that, facts. That's one. Big facts, right? That's what they say these days. That, that's another one. I'm a, I'm a fan of facts. I like facts. Yeah. And I've, bet. You know what I heard? Bet, bet's always been one. I heard, you said something news. What? Said news. News. It's like, like NEWS? It's, it's like NEWS. It's like sarcastic for when someone tells you something that you should have already known. Oh, something like something that's, that that's DJ Stewart picture. I've heard that's power. I really retweeted from that stuff. I've heard that's power. And uh, Dom Hamill told John and I that... They really like calling each other beasts. Beasts. That's that's old school right there. I like Beast. king. I like king? calling everybody king. Yeah, I do we king know. too. I got, we know. I got the crown on the DJ Stewart uh, <laughs> estimate. I went, then, I went up to John and I said, what's up, king? And he was like, why are you calling me king? What did I do to that? <laughs> John, just, just take the compliment. I thought like something happened. I don't know. You're a king. Crazy know. combination of ego and self-insecurity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, we have one more 
kind of mm. side bet to mm. kind of yeah. go over here between James and John. Yes. Mm. Ohio State, Indiana plays this weekend. Guys, college we're, football kicking we're off. We're setting the timer. I'm setting it right now on my computer. Two minutes of college football talk. That's, That's it. it. That's, That's it. it. So just be aware of that. Ohio State versus Indiana. John obviously is a Hoosier. James is a Buckeye. They got to have a little fun here. So we were talking today. We were discussing what the punishment should be. We're going off the spread, right? What is the spread? spread. 30 and a half. 30 want, and a half. I want 31 points. So no. you, we, we did, we're half. absolutely not going to push. Yeah. Okay. 30 right. and a half. 30 right. and a half. And the loser. loser talk right there trying to squeeze a half a point out of me at the last second. Loser has a wet podcast. And if you yeah. might be wondering what a wet podcast <laughs> is, it's fair because it's kind of crazy. The person who loses has to do the entire podcast soaking wet. I'll also say this. The spread is now down to just 30 flat. So I'm giving you a half a point to be nice. Yeah, I knew that. I was just trying to see if I can get a oh, little really? extra. <laughs> <laughs> jerk. So whoever loses, whenever the next podcast would be in person. It'll be next Thursday after night. After the Diamondbacks? Diamondback yeah. series, yeah. It's going to be a night wet series? Yeah. It's a four. It's a four o'clock start time on Thursday. It's going to be a wet podcast for someone. And Someone's going home wet. I'm ironically flying to Ohio the next day for a wedding. <laughs> All right, let, me ask you, let me ask you a question. So I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, I'm also in. I'm, it's better than hot dogs because we, we kicked that yeah. around. And that would also just be a punishment for your family at home. A lot of nitrates. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of nitrates. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't roll like that. <laughs> Let me ask you this. What is the, uh, the vehicle for, for getting one wet? I think we're just going to have to like get three smart water bottles and just, just kind of fill them up. And yeah, just stand, over, stand maybe in the bathroom. Someone pours them on somebody. John, right, so like not a water I'm gonna, gun. I'm going to lick you. Yeah. Okay, we could do that. Yeah. Or James. Probably John. Probably John. This no, feels like so, a little. This so feels not like a, a water gun. Can we no. pull out the dunk tank? Ooh. Do we have a dunk? Do we have Ryan, a dunk where's tank? the dunk we tank? We saw a dunk We're tank. Tired? We did see the. I saw a dunk tank in action the other day. What are they going to let us do at eight o'clock on a Thursday night? <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 the, that's the real question. <laughs> now, I'm like, does let's say let's say the Hoosiers cover. I can see a backdoor cover. San Jose State did it to uh, USC. Yeah, no, it's possible. Hey, it happens. It's not crazy. If that happens, James is what? Am I dumping it on you, or is everyone dumping? Like, what's the? Oh, oh you can dump it. Yeah, you can. Anyone who wants to dump can dump. Anyone, anyone can, can dump. Don't say that. Anyone can dump. <laughs> so why are and, we saying this? And the socks have to get wet. Nothing's worse than wet socks. Yeah, oh, the socks I, have to be wet. Shoes not off. Shoes, not, not shoes. ruining shoes. No. I marched to the to get a haircut today, and it was marched. We can I tell, marched. dude. You got the nice tight fade up there, dude. Jo Wait, uh, John, it's your birthday tomorrow, right? Uh, Friday. Friday. Okay. Friday's my what birthday. What are you getting for your birthday? <sighs> birthday. Um, How old are you? Gonna haircut be for your birthday? Fifty-six. I got a haircut for other things. Are you gonna get the I, I same thing you got like a decade week. ago for your birthday? Yeah. What What did you do in college for your birthday? What did I do in college for my birthday? I mean, I saw you post something about it, right? Um, yeah, it was like usually the start of the semester. <laughs> I don't need to embellish. Um, oh. but all right, we're at two minutes and 30 seconds. We got to stop football okay, talk. Okay, football no talk's I guess over. you'll football never know over. what I did for my birthday back in school. No, we don't want to know. <laughs> back to the Mariners. Back to the Mariners. Preview the Mariners series now, guys. Getting the pitching matchups for you real quick because I was looking at the Ohio State Indiana spread. John, who, tried, who, who? John tried to snake a point out of me. Is that, the, is that their chant? Yeah, they're all it's bad. It's like one of the worst football games ever. Yesterday? No. You played it during the college thing. Ugh. That was the Indiana fight song. You have a fight Time's song. Time's up. It's up. No, more, up. no, no more. more college football. Save for the next not episode. Allowed. Not allowed. Where you're gonna, someone's going to be wet. Two minutes episode. Pitching matchups for the Mariners series. The Mariners have maybe the best pitching staff in all of baseball. They are yeah. a really, really, really fun World Series pick for that reason. Also a very hot lineup with a lot of underrated players. Friday night, Kodai Sanga versus Logan Gilbert. Logan Gilbert's broken out in a big way really this good. year. Saturday, right now, it's scheduled to be Carlos Carrasco, but he is on waivers, so we're not sure if that's going to be him or not, depending yeah. on if he gets claimed or not. Versus Luis Castillo, who's just become one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's like low key, should win this high young. No, yeah, kind of high key should win <laughs> this high young. Yeah, he's sensational. And then Sunday afternoon, 140, David Peterson versus Brian Wu. 
Brian Wu's electric. Brian Wu is really fun. Brian Wu throws three different fastballs, and he puts them in perfect places in the strike zone. Some guys to keep an eye out for. Uh, big dumper, Cal Raleigh. Cal Raleigh just quietly, one of the better catchers in baseball, very yeah. good defensively. 25 home runs, switch hitter, 776 OPS. Ty France is quiet but boring but also good. He's kind of their Mark Cano a little bit. A little Ty France, a little Cheerios in him. Yeah, but Ty France also taking a major step back. He had a lot of love like the uh, the popcorn stash for the last few years. Yeah. People thought he was much better than he was. He's just he's a light, it, light hitting corner. His infielder. home runs became doubles this year now. Yeah. J.P. Crawford. JP, I love J.P. Crawford. J.P. Crawford is probably one of the most underrated players in the entire league. He's rocking a 130 WRC plus with near, near similar walks and strikeouts. The defensive metrics have gone way down this year, which is really weird for J.P. Crawford, but... He's a dog. He keeps that team moving. He seems like kind of the heart and soul of the whole thing, the veteran besides J-Rod, who is the heart and soul of the whole thing. Yeah. He's a really good ball player. He's really grinded his way from being an elite prospect that kind of disappointed to now just slowly getting better. I know he went to driveline this past winter as well, added some exit velocity, and it's really shown in his results. I, If you're watching the YouTube version of this, my jaw dropped because I saw Mike Ford has 13 home runs and six doubles in 60 games. Oh, yeah, you know that? Mike I Ford's had popping no off. Had He's no been a huge reason off. for their like month long of success. Man, I bet you a team in New York on the side of Bronx would really <laughs> wish they had him right about Couldn't, now. get out of him. Jeez. Man, Mike Ford's really playing that well. That's blowing my mind. An instant guy. Yeah, and the Mariners also are the first team ever to win 21 games in a month. Really? Happened today. Wow, yeah. first team ever? Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I don't believe that. Codif that feels untrue. Codify tweeted it, and Sarah Langs tweeted it. Okay. Oh, wait. Okay, so this is okay. So Co taking shots here on Twitter. Codify said first team ever, which doesn't feel true. No. It could be true, but doesn't feel true. Sometimes on Twitter, you have to kind of do that. Sarah Lang said the most in a calendar month in franchise history. That feels more correct. I trust, I Sarah, trust her. I trust Sarah Lang with everything in my, in my body. Pro's pro. Yeah, she's a pro's pro. One of the best to ever do it. It's going to be a fun series. Mariners are a fun team. Yeah, the Mariners are really fun again. Brian Wu, you guys, it's literally four seamers, sinkers, colors. That's everything. That's almost 90% of all of his pitches. And he just puts them everywhere and it's really good. Logan Gilbert also, he's throwing less fastballs than he ever had this year. More sliders, more curveballs. The guy's really, really, really good stuff. Good team. Really good baseball. Team. Good team. Smart org. We'll see how we do. Play yeah. spoiler. Let's play spoiler again. I think we'll be pretty good. Let's, let's let's make some chaos for the American League West. Have some fun. Yeah, have some fun out there. Guys played with a lot of energy and excitement tonight. Keep it going through the weekend. Mm -hmm. Hopefully see some of you guys here. Mm -hmm. uh, going to be a fun weekend. It's going to be a fun weekend. Is it Labor Day? It is Labor Day. Wow. Yeah. It's not up. I don't really know how the calendar works. Summer's over. Summer's well, over. We've never had the job. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> On Friday, fireworks. Your favorite Mets players picking the music. Oh, How about that? that's fun. I and like on that. Sunday, Jewish Heritage Day. Also Saturday, Corduroy hat giveaway. Really cool hat. It's it's sick. Yeah. But anyway, guys, I think that's Jewish pretty Heritage much it. Day. It's gonna be fire. Okay. On I Sunday, you. snuck it in Sunday before Labor Day. You'll <laughs> be good. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Thank you for watching the Mets Up podcast. Make sure you follow us on all our social media at Mets Up on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Ton of content coming at you over the next week or so. So many interviews and everything. So keep an eye out for that. Remember to subscribe to the New York Mets YouTube channel so you can see the video version of this, especially the interviews coming out. It'll be a lot of fun. If you're listening to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Odyssey, drop us a rating, drop us a review, download, and subscribe. We really do appreciate all you guys sticking around all season long. Follow James on Twitter at James underscore Shiana. And me, Giraffe Neck Mark with a C. Thank you guys for listening and watching, and we'll catch you after the Mariners series. Peace out. Peace out. See you guys next time.